Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello. Hello. Hey, it's Lindsay. Hi, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. Yes, I can hear oh. you. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. We're just Kelly and I were just cramming on a call. Like, do we know? Do know? Do we know anything about what we're doing before we get on this call? (laughs) (laughs) No, this isn't really going to count towards your your main calls. I really just wanted to jump on and just kind of answer some of the questions you guys had in email. Are we all here? Are we all on the call? Kelly, are you here? No, she was calling over. Okay, okay. We'll just wait a few seconds. Okay. Well, tell me how you are. Are you are you in snow? Well, kind of. Um, we got snow a couple of days ago, probably about um, four inches or so. I mean, not much at all. And um, the big challenge is that um, Nashville is kind of rural, so we have a lot of hills. Well, you were here, right? So yeah. you know that. Yeah. So we have a lot of hills and back roads and stuff like that when you get out of the main Nashville area. So the bigger issue actually has to do with ice and the fact that a lot of our roads don't have shoulders and they kind of fall off into ditches and farmland and stuff like that. So we kind of get shut down more for the ice than anything else because yes. people can't people can't drive anywhere. So. Lindsay, would you remind me how old your kids are? Like what what their sexes are and how how old sure. they are? At my son, Ryan is twelve and he's in sixth grade. Yeah. And then my daughter Taylor is fourteen and she's in ninth grade. Okay, I knew you had an older one, and then I was thinking, are they all older? Your your youngest is the same Hello, age. Hello, guys. As- hey, I'm here. Welcome, welcome. Yay! Your oldest <laughs> is the same age as uh, Kelly and my oldest boys. So. Oh, good. Yeah, he's. It's a fun age, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with personality, but yeah, <laughs> it is neat to watch them grow in, in independence. And my my Caleb got asked out by a girl. Um, oh gosh! Last week, yeah, he came home and said Meredith, who had told him the week before that she has a crush on him. Um, I said, "Well, what did you tell her?" He said, "Well, that's awkward." I said, "Is that what you told her?" He said, "Yeah." <laughs> but the next week, she came back and invited him to the Toby Mac concert with her family. I said, "Kim, did you just get asked out by a girl?" He said, "Yeah, I think so." <laughs> that's funny. So, what did you say? <laughs> we already had tickets to go, so that helped that. Uh, we already yeah. had our own family ticket, so I said, make sure you say thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not, my son is still a little, um, he has this one girl he really likes that he's been friends with for a while, so we're just now starting to navigate, you know, a little bit of the crush 
stuff going on. Um, so it's kind of funny. And so they don't actually go to school anymore. They went to school in elementary together. And, and then in sixth grade, they got zoned for different schools. And it's been like the worst thing ever <laughs> They were because they were best friends. So oh, he, yeah. Yeah, he came to us um, a couple of weeks ago and asked us if we would take him to her church on Saturdays just so they could hang out in like the youth group. So I thought that yeah. was kind of, yeah, I thought that was kind of sweet, but you know, they're, they're not really going to wind up in school together, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and then my daughter, I could tell you stories for hours about the whole dating thing. So we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and that's only 14. Yeah, I know. We, well, we've, we have a somewhat, um, I don't want to say rebellious. I think she's been much better this last year and a half. Um, and I don't think she means to rebel against us. It's more that she struggles with wanting um, validation and attention mm-hmm. from boys. So mm-hmm. we've had quite the um, adventure trying to handle teaching her about relationships and what's appropriate and what's not and just social media and all that kind of jazz. So <clears throat> So part of after years of telling her no, 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 like from a very young age <laughs> and her, her doing all sorts of things, you know, in secrecy and stuff like that, um, we kind of allowed her to have a, um, a relationship that was very much managed by us, like the boy came here. Um, and we, didn't, we knew it was not a right situation, but after talking to like the pastor and counselor and stuff, we felt like she just needed a reality check. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he came over and they spent time together and it broke my heart because he was just manipulative and horrible. And, but it's kind of what it took for her to kind of see, you know, that she was kind of living a little bit of a la-la land because they didn't go to school together or anything like that. So um, it, it is really, really sad. Um, but at the same time, um, it really taught her that we weren't just full of it. You know, <laughs> well, we'll be um, calling you when we have more questions. It's, well, it's good to have people walking it out before us. But you know, personalities are so are so unique, and yeah. the struggles that each person has are so unique. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't. We don't know 100% if we handled it correctly, and because of, because she's still suffering consequences because of it in her heart, mm-hmm. in her spirit, and we've been through a lot of counseling and stuff like that. And, and she does have a boyfriend now, but he's actually really, 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 he's like night and day. He's, he actually reminds me of my husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's really steady. He's really sweet. He's really kind. And then Taylor is the one that's kind of, and of course, it's all supervised. Like he, um, us and his parents are all on the same page. And so the time they spend together is with us, you know, mm-hmm. as families individually. Um, and then, of course, school. Um, so anyway, um, it's just, it's kind of hard because we were just talking about this this morning, how the the first boy, she kind of doesn't know what to do in a healthy relationship. It's really sad. So sometimes she'll create drama. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we've yeah. just been working, we've been working through that. And I know she's young, but I just keep thinking, okay, I'd rather her work through this and learn these lessons now, you know, yeah, under your roof, instead of kind of doing what a lot of our friends are doing, which is lying to their parents and sneaking around and having sex and all that kind of stuff. 
So it's it's a tough, tough, tough age um, mm. that I don't always feel equipped to, to handle because I grew up in a very, very different childhood, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, just prayers over her. She's a sweetheart. She's a beautiful girl, um, literally and spiritually. She just struggles a little bit, you know, with that need. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho. Yeah. <laughs> Parenting. Well, thanks, I wanted you to tell us a little bit about you yeah. and your kids. I just didn't know it was going to go down there. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a a tough parenting age, you know, and I don't know how much y'all know about me in in particular from background, but I came came from a very abusive childhood Mm -hmm. um, without a lot of role models, without parenting, you know, anything like that. And so anytime stuff like this happens with our kids, you know, my husband and I are just generally going, okay, (laughs) what does the Bible say? What can we do? Who can we bring around to support us? You know, because our kids have unique challenges. You know, and I think everybody's just like that, but both of our kids are um, amazing in great ways, but they're also challenging in very unique ways, you know. So, whoa, I think parenting and marriage are right up there with the the two hardest things that you'll ever do, but also the two most beautiful, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> well thanks for asking but yeah I talk about my kids a lot it's good yeah, well, we're, eager, we're eager to know you in this process Lindsay but yeah. I kinda, I, by asking questions I sort of derailed you maybe I, I don't know if you have a way you like to start us in prayer yeah. or anything no 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 well first um before uh, Kelly got on I just wanted to reiterate that this particular call is more going to serve as me just kind of answering any questions you have, going over the email you sent, and then telling you what to expect. So this isn't necessarily like an official call call, although we'll talk about your questions. Um, So you didn't derail me at all. I always want to hear about um, how you guys are doing and what you're walking through and how I can pray for you. So I do usually start the call with just a little checkup just to see how you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't always have to be related, you know, to the book. It can just be, you know, whatever's going on in your life that I can pray for. So that is something I normally do. Okay. Um, so I guess the second piece for you all is I know that we kind of contracted a while ago, so it's been a couple months. <laughs> and you guys are, you've kind of been navigating, you know, kind of the initial part of the um uh, I wouldn't say publishing process. I would say more you're just kind of in limbo, right? <laughs> like once once you get the manuscript in um, and edits are going on and all that kind of stuff, um, it, you kind of get in a, put in a little bit of a holding pattern. So sometimes the communication is great. Sometimes it's not, depending on which publisher you have. Um, and uh, Sometimes, like, the marketing kind of conversations and strategy that the publisher uses varies from publisher to publisher. So what I want to remind you guys of is if if you have questions, which you've had a few, you know, just reach out to me and ask me so that I can kind of help guide you, you know, through whatever comes your way from the publisher. Because I've worked with enough of them to know that there's not, like, a set process. Does that make sense? I mean, they all have they all have a marketing department, and sometimes they have a publicity person, you know, and sometimes they hire in like contracts for different aspects of that, and they all have you know a marketing plan that they kind of come up with that centers on 
uh, retail distribution and kind of their social media plan and their publicity plan. Uh, so part of what I come alongside you all for is what do you do as the authors? What do you do with all that information? Like how do you turn it into you all supporting what the publisher is doing to get the message out about your book? So I can answer questions about whatever's confusing you or whatever's overwhelming or whatever's not clear you know, from the publisher side. And then my role is to come in and help you guys figure out what you do next for, for your audience, for your websites, for your newsletters, all that kind of stuff. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So let me pull up. Do you guys have any questions while I'm pulling up the email you guys sent me? You know, maybe before you get to our questions, you can just walk through package. It looks like it would be package four and five since we paid for five. Mm -hmm. uh, it includes four and five. So maybe just walking it through with us because I don't think sure. we ever did that. And so now we're looking at it going, oh, I wonder what that means. <laughs> what it means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But So currently um, the, the package five has, um, I think it's five consulting calls on there. Um, and then there's a piece that relates specifically to creating and managing a launch team. So that's what the five is. It's a combination of the consulting calls, and then it's a combination of creating and managing a launch team. Now, the, the five calls, the way they currently work, um, is the first conversation we have officially has to do with going over um, a very specific project plan. So I have a project plan that I use um, for all of the book launches. And on that book launch is a pretty exhaustive list of kind of line items of what needs to happen between now and the release date um, from our perspective. This is not um, inclusive of your marketing plan from your publisher. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. So they have their own timelines that they'll be going off of, and that has nothing to do with the project plan I'm talking about. We take information from that, and we add in, like, specific due dates you might need to accomplish. So if they ask you for something in terms of creation, we would, we would put that into our project plan to make sure it happens. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Um, if – for some reason, I'm trying to think through. There's so many different variations. But mainly, if they need something from us, we will put it in the project plan, and that's what I'll help you kind of execute upon. Um, the biggest item that happens at this point is, is the – they usually ask you for endorsement list, which have you guys already done that? Oh, we yeah. actually got our many of our endorsements because we thought okay. – yeah, well, okay. you know, we had never done it before, and so we reached out to people and said, would you like to wait for the galleys, or would you like us to send you a pre-edited PDF so that you're not as rushed? And okay. we had lots of people said, send it our way. So we have how many, Kelly? Probably between 8 and 10. Yeah. And then we have another about four that have said yes, um, that haven't gotten them back to us or haven't gotten the galleys that they asked for. Okay. That's fine. So that's Do you think kind of that's a, a nice number? Is it is. maybe 12? Yeah, it is. It is. On average, they usually want between 8 and 12. So, and they, okay. use them in a, they use them in a couple of different ways. Um, obviously, they usually put something on the book cover and on the back, you know. And they usually have like a page 
like when you flip it open on the inside, there's endorsements. And then whatever they don't use, or even some of the ones they do use, um, we can incorporate later into a sales page for the book. So it's always good um, to have, you know, in between 8 and 12, so you can use them for a variety of purposes. And then down the road, when we get to um, kind of launch team material and what they'll share, a lot of times we try to incorporate those endorsements you know, into like tweets and graphics and stuff like that that they can share. So there's, you know, multiple uses for them. And I'm glad um, that you all and your publisher are on top of that because I just, sometimes it's not the case. Let's put it that way. (laughs) I have a a book that came out that I just, I just helped someone who was desperate, like, you know, for like a couple hours and their book was releasing and they didn't have like endorsements yet. So Mm -hmm. be blessed (laughs) or encouraged that that you guys that, that that's already situated because it's not always the case depending on the publisher in terms of their okay. resources and manpower and all that okay so the first piece is endorsements they're usually really quick to ask you that so by the time i sign with cli- most clients that's usually already done you know so it's good that it's already done um the next piece that they usually ask you for um is an influencer list um, and there can be some confusion between, you know, what's the difference between an endorsement list and an influencer list. Um, usually the endorsements, well, it can be a combination of people that you know well and trust well, that you know if you give them the book, they'll provide, you know, a response to you. Um, and sometimes those endorsement requests are built upon the relationships you have. So it sounds like that's what you guys did. You know, you contacted people that you knew um, that you've, worked with in ministry or writing or or whatever the case may be and they've turned around and responded and sometimes those endorsement requests can be people you may not necessarily be connected with but the publisher might be you know so Mm -hmm. sometimes sometimes the publisher will send out you know a request to a former author or a current author on their roster who they think might fit kind of the message and that sort of thing so, again, it can be a combination of people you know or people the publisher reaches out to. Um, but the specific request made of these people is just to read, you know, the manuscript or enough of it and provide an endorsement. That's that's what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. The, influence, the influencer list is actually very similar. You know, it can be combined of people that you all know personally or that you've worked with. It can be co- combined with people that you and the publisher feel like would be, it would be really awesome if they would come alongside and share about the book. Um, but what we're asking them is a little more involved. Um, so influencers, you know, you can send like advanced reader copies to them or the NetGalley version if that's available. And uh, do you guys know what NetGalley is before I talk about it like you know about what it is? I, I do, but I also know that Kriegel doesn't work with them. Okay. Okay. So then that may not. So they don't. They don't send galleys. Well, they Net send galley. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they do. Send, send, yeah, they, they do, do send print galleys, right? NetGalley is an online um, way to access galleys of books. So it's kind of like where they, where some of the publishers can distribute, you know, an ebook or a PDF of a book in advance, versus mailing out a print copy. Okay, so they do they do hard copies then at Creagle, and they don't do the net galleys. Is that what you're saying? That's what Noelle told me is that they don't they don't work with net galley because I asked her mm-hmm. about that from Google. Yeah, yeah, 
And the link, the message from Dawn said uh, last week that they'll have a that they're putting it together as a PDF, mm-hmm. and I just assume that's what the Pat Galley is. Yeah, the PDF. Are they giving you the PDF for distribution, like an approved watermark version, or what is the PDF for? I don't know. We, we should an- probably find that out. Okay. Or they'll tell us when they're ready for us to know, I guess. Yeah. No, it's okay. Okay, so let me just gonna kind of take a, a step back. So, like, the galley version, like, there's a couple different ways you can distribute, you know, the manuscript for review. So, you guys, it sounds like you already sent the, the PDF, right, for the endorsements. Um, and they may be just providing you an updated PDF with any edits and cover changes and endorsements added on to it. Right, okay. so that might be what they're referring to is they're just giving you a more updated version of the PDF file. Um, since they're not going to use NetGalley for distribution, you know, then we would definitely need, need to verify with them um, what we can use that PDF yes. for, right? Yeah, so, Kelly and I were just talking about that. I have this book with the Mob Society coming out this next mm-hmm. month, mm-hmm. and um, and we have the PDF, and anyone who said that they're willing to partner with us, we've just sent them the PDF. Um, right. Because you know, Ali made it look so pretty, and so mm-hmm. it looks it looks great. And um, and then everyone that they what, what Brooke wants to do is everyone that signs up for the launch team that's more a grassroots roots launch mm-hmm. team. They want like 300 people, and they're planning mm-hmm. on just giving the PDF to all of those people too. And that right. seems like, oh, that's a really big number. We're just giving it away. But they said that's kind of the way it goes. So we're trying to understand, okay, what can we give away? What should we give away? But it yeah. starts with what can we with uh, yeah. people. Yeah. And, I, and I'll send you to a couple of questions you can ask them as it relates to the launch team so we know how to prepare. Because I've okay, had publishers – well, first things first, and Kelly and I were just talking about this too when it came to um, the other book about like the number of books they'll give you for influencers yeah. and stuff like that. It varies wildly from publisher to publisher, seriously. So, you know, one of the questions is going to be, you know, that PDF, is it one that we can use, you know, for a launch team? Um, the the influencer list, um, again, we'll talk about that in way more detail. We'll actually set that call up pretty quickly. Um, because there's kind of a specific way I usually have you um, kind of compile influencers. And so there's influencers that get like advanced reader copies, you know, the print advanced copy of the book. Um, And then I usually um, help you compile an influencer list um, that's more of a peer list, you know, that we can reach out to to see if they'll let you guest post, you know, or be on their podcast um, or something like that. Or, you know, maybe they'll send an email out, you know, to their list about the book when it comes out. Um, And then the launch team itself um, can can be comprised of some of those peer influencers, but that's left up to them. And the way I explain this is, like, think about, you know, Brooke McLaughlin, right? She would be a peer influencer because you have a relationship with her. um, She knows what you're about. She loves your ministry. She would share, you know, the book appropriately, Right. But she wouldn't necessarily have time to be on a launch team, right, mm-hmm. with right. all these different assignments and stuff like that. And so when we work on influencer lists, I have you separated out into the arcs that are going to go directly from the publisher. And we create, you know, some sort of insert or, um, or 
sometimes that's when they get like the gifts and stuff like that, you know, the fancy gifts that depend on the book. And, mm-hmm. you know, gifts, a little postcard, just, you know, talking about the book, asking them to leave a review, whatever. It's real low key, not a lot of pressure, right? And then your peer influencer lists are the ones that we can kind of make direct asks of, you know, you know, Brooke, can I guest post on your blog and on this topic? Because I think it'll help your audience in this way as it relates to the book. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then the launch team, again, it's often comprised of those peer influencers and then an open kind of social media call, you know, where we post on Facebook, Twitter, you know, that there's an application, which I create. Um, you can send it to your email list. Um, I have my own email list of about a thousand people that have been on my former launches. So, you know, out of those three avenues, you know, we should be able to collect a decent amount of people to actually be on the launch team from the social media blitz. How, how many people do you like on a launch um, team? It, well, honestly, it depends on the publisher and what they'll provide from a book perspective. That's actually the mm-hmm. first question. So, for example, um, if they're going to give us a, P, a PDF that we can use with the launch team and they're okay with us providing that to however many people sign up, that's great. Um, but sometimes we've been limited by the publisher. So it really depends on their response, and then we'll know where to go from there. If they say they only want to give out 50 copies of the PDF, then we'll only have 50 people on the launch team, mm-hmm. right? So um, numerically, I get asked that question all the time, you know, how big should the launch team be? And, and, and to be honest, I've seen really, really effective launch teams with like 25 people, and I've seen really effective launch teams like I did one last fall that had 800 people on it. So it just, it depends on um, really the education. Like as long as we prepare, uh, well, I, I say we, meaning me, and then you review it and say yes or no. <laughs> so, so with the launch team especially, and, um, you know, a lot of what I do later on is I just create kind of all the content we want them to share from a, from a copy perspective. And that's what I was trying to explain to you in that email. I actually laughed when you guys asked me about the graphics. I was like, no, 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 no. You do not want me doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm awful at doing. Ellie, Ellie but said, I've worked with with Lindsay. I don't think she does. Maybe she does. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't laugh hysterically when you said that because but Ellie she knows. She said if she doesn't do them, she probably does subcontract. So just ask her if yes. she can work yeah, together yeah, on that one. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was funny because Allie is well aware of my complete incompetence. <laughs> <laughs> She did, she did my whole website and the whole thing. I was like, I don't care what you do, just do it. <laughs> I have no interest. Just make it crazy. <laughs> but anyway, um, so from when I, when I talk about me creating things, what I'm talking about specifically is, you know, taking content out of the book and helping you craft, um, you know, like what kind of blog series would you want to write about it? Would you want to do a video series? Would you want to write something particular for your newsletter or do a challenge or, you know, make a quiz or whatever? Like there's like endless amount of things that we can do. And so that's kind of what I mean by content is just helping you figure out like what themes would really resonate with readers in advance, hopefully to encourage them to pick up the book and actually pre-order it. And and just do it in a way that's really piquing their interest, but not like giving away the whole entire book, right? Mm-hmm. And 
and then kind of crafting like what we want the launch team to do, you know, what we want them to share, um, you know, what we need from an image perspective, you know, so I would definitely have, usually what I do with the images um, is I have uh, like one really strong one that represents each chapter, you know, because with the launch, with the launch team, it's, well, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. So influencers. And so basically that's kind of the first major call is to go over the project plan and kind of go over the line items so that you guys can see like what I'm responsible for, which I will tell you is roughly 85, 90% of the project plan. Um, But I like you guys to see it so you can know like what is going on from my perspective and kind of where I am in that process. Um, And then, you know, we can add things in there as the publisher, you know, asks for items. But it's really just to keep all of us straight on what's happening when as it relates, you know, to the book project. Um, and then the influencer list. And this influencer piece um, probably takes, in my opinion, the, the most time. It's kind of right up there with editing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, but it's really important when we're working on the influencer list to really be, um, to, to treat it with care and concern in that um, I'm not a big fan of just putting people on an influencer list just because, Right. Um, I feel like the return on that time investment is much higher if we're really considering not just your relationship with the people that we're reaching out to, but if we're considering their audience and their audience needs. Um, so basically, when you make requests like I have a this book coming out and this is what it's about, and I really feel like this chapter you know, on this will benefit your audience in a way that will really help them. It's a much different request than just messaging someone, you know, just because they kind of talk about the same subject, kind of, and you may or may not know them. And so I'm just very particular about the influencer list, which we'll talk about in that phone call, because I want success for you guys. You know, I don't want, number one, like you've got to consider when you get requests from people, You know, have you ever received a request that has made you feel kind of, I don't know, icky? Is that a word? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Okay, like Mm -hmm. it wasn't personal, like it wasn't, like they didn't even really look at what you write about or what what your audience needs. They just kind of sent it to you. It's almost like it was obviously them blasting people. So I just really um, make sure with that influencer list that we're being very strategic about who we're reaching out to and why. Um, And it helps with maintaining kind of your reputation and your brand and and trust between those people and you, but it also helps with the likelihood that they'll, they'll respond in a positive manner, right? Because it shows that you've taken the time to research them, to research what their audience wants and to provide a resource, not just asking them to promote your book just because you have a book coming up. Right. So the influencer list definitely take a little bit of time. So what we do is we have the call and then um, that's on my list of questions to ask your publisher is when do they want it by um, and how many people will they approve, you know, sending books to. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, she I'll did say that, that that is that we should be looking for this here in the next month, did she say, Kelly? That that's, those are questions that will be on the next round of uh, the next questionnaire. Am I right, yeah, Kelly? 
Yeah, she's okay. going to send it out in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah, it actually, yesterday's message, or, or Friday's message, actually sounded like I, I'll be sending it shortly. But um, yeah. okay. so sometime soon. Yeah. And so usually, again, the influencer list can take, you know, a month or two to compile. You know, you're not expected to sit down and do it all in like, you know, a week or something like that. Because, again, what the publisher generally looks for in the influencer list is they don't want just like names and a website address. They're wanting contact information, right, Mm -hmm. which is not always easily available on the Internet. So, you know, kind of coming up with the list. Um, and having a start. And then what I do in that scenario, like if you guys come up with an initial list and you just don't have enough people, um, and even if you do have enough people, I will often go in as you guys are updating um, and add in people that I think will work as well. Um, And some of those can be former clients. Um, I often do that. I actually got a bunch of endorsements for a new author just now from a bunch of my previous clients, which was really cool because she, you know, that that was helpful. So sometimes like formal clients will come in and help, you know, in this arena. And sometimes it's just, you know, um, pointing out ministries or authors you may not be aware of that I think would be a good fit. Um, and again, that all ties into how many um, advanced reader copies the publisher is willing to send out. Kelly and I really feel that um, our people are going to be found on Instagram, like the Etsy mm-hmm. people, the pretty, the pretty crafters, the farm girl paint making her mm-hmm. cups, bracelets, yep. and um, what we're discovering is we don't have relationships. Uh oh, mm-hmm. I just got a text saying that Kelly has no sound. The call's still running. Am I still on it? Huh. Oh, I don't know. Hmm. Nothing happened on my end. Okay, we are still on call. Tell her to hang up and call back in, and maybe that'll work. And it's all recorded, by the way, so I'll send a recording link. If she can't, can't hear. Or, okay, I just sent that to her. Okay. Um, Anyway, Instagram, we're, we're, we're realizing that our our big influencers, possibly mm-hmm. you know, potential people that have influence in this arena, we're not in relationship to that with them. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm just trying to start following people on Instagram, start making relationships there, and mm-hmm. um, and reach out, you know, to people that have 40, 80. 100,000 followers on Instagram because what they do is they are creatives and they are Christians. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where I feel like I am right now, but I feel like I need to be building those relationships because they should they should be a big part of this launch. Yeah, um, they should. They should. And part of this, you know, I get asked all the time, well, what is, how do you build a relationship with people you may not be connected to, right? Yeah. And so that is actually the beauty of us starting so early. Um, it's also part of what I told you why I'm adjusting a lot of my services and packages to be more, a little more um, long-term. Because the reality is, because your book is coming out later in the year, we actually have time to build relationships with those people without it feeling like, oh, we're just doing it because of the book. Although that's yes. kind of, that is part of the reason, sure. Um, but it feels but, more organic when you take your time. Yeah, more organic. But also, you know, honestly, the, the, outside of going and finding these people to follow, 
you know, the, the key is going to be to, to be generous um, with your sharing, you know, and promotion of their work, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, we need to think through, and, and again, we're, the social media, um, I'm, not, I'm sorry, the project planning influencer thing is kind of a, um, a, usually the first call. But, like, if your publisher is not ready for that, then we can kind of flip it to where we talk more about this piece first and then do the mm-hmm. influence or second. That's, that's totally fine. Um, but it's really just figuring out a way of incorporating, like, for example, um, do you guys have a hashtag for the book yet? Yeah, we're going to do hashtag RenMom and hashtag LifeCreative. Okay, and LifeCreative. Hold on, I'm writing it down so I don't forget. Um, no, I think it's fine. Is there a reason you're doing two? Are there two different well, audiences? Both, I, I love Ren Mom so mm-hmm. much. I think it's it's so clever, and we're talk. They wouldn't give us that as the title. I still wish they would. There are yeah, lots, yeah. lots of things that we're not getting our ways on. By the way, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, are you there? Oh, hold and accept. Oh. Oh, no, that's not for me. Okay. Um, don't worry. <laughs> is everybody on or no? I don't think Kelly is, but that's I not am. her. I, oh, I good. Dropped out. I dropped out for a minute, and but I, I called back in. Okay, you're okay. good. Okay, so for example, like part of what we would do, we're talking about, um, Kelly, the hashtags and how to connect with influencers on like Etsy and Instagram, you know, these people that you've kind of identified that may not have relationships with yet. Um, and so it would be really interesting from like this point forward to create, you know, Instagram is, is pretty much you, you can regram, <laughs> you know, their images, right? So easiest way to do it. And you can regram it with your hashtags and just say, I really love this, whatever it is you're regramming. It really ties into the message of, right? So it's really right now just being generous with sharing about these people's work, whatever it may be, you know, assuming it ties into the book, which I'm assuming it does, and finding creative ways to do that, you know. So sometimes it's just sharing on Instagram or Etsy's a little – I actually just started a a client that has Etsy, so I'm actually just learning about it because I was like – I mean, I know I can buy software, but I don't really understand how they, like, you know – promote beyond like Facebook and social media. So I'll look more into that. And then, you know, Pinterest is another one I think that might be a good avenue for you all. So for now, the focus really needs to be more on just um, finding these people, you know, collecting kind of the contact information and then um, doing your best to promote their work um, and help people understand how it ties into the book. Does that make sense? Yeah, and this week we um, we grabbed the Instagram account um, with the title Life Creative. So we have an oh, Instagram good. account titled good. Life Creative. Um, I mean, we're not we haven't done anything on it yet, but um, and for, at this point, do you think the best thing is to start really um, building that as much as we can, rather than our personal sites or like a healthy balance of all of them. And if we're, if we're regramming things from the life of, from the life creative account, do we necessarily need the life creative hashtag or should we just stick with Ren mom since life creative is the name of the account? No, I would use both. And and here's why, Um, especially with the way Instagram works, 
you know, your, your account name, you know, is Live Creative. But the, mm-hmm. way, the way users tend to find information is via the hashtags. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I, I would definitely make sure that whatever you post that's your own, you know, material that deals with that and, or whatever you kind of regram or share that you always add your hashtags um, and that okay. you always you always tag. Do you know? Do you guys know how to do how to tag the owner of yeah. the images? Okay. Yeah. So if if you tag them, you know, in the in the description, and I'll say I found this amazing photo by whatever, whatever their Instagram username is. Um, I love this because it really ties into the message of life creative and you know you instagram's kind of cool because you can kind of put long i don't know the quote limits i'll have to look it up but you can put like descriptions you know on your images and just kind of explain you know why you love it who it's by and then make sure you have something tying it into the book it doesn't have to be like um real obvious it can just be kind of subtle you know, this is what we're trying to tell, teach people in Life Creative, right? Um, but the point is when you're regramming, you're sharing their material with your followers. And when you're tagging them, they're notified that you're doing so, right? So they may not come over and quote, or they might do so, you know, but it's always good to let the people that you're sharing their work know that you're sharing the work. And you could also add... You know, do you guys do, um, well, this is part of what we kind of needed to talk about because you guys have your own websites. Um, and then we need to talk about whether you want kind of the life creative aspect of it, which does, which is kind of an administrative thing. But you could do something as simple as on your own website, you know, have a little roundup, you know, that you add in as a blog post or something like that and that kind of just highlights you know, different creative things you've found around the web and, um, you know, how it relates to the message of your book. It can just be really low key. But if you do like the tagging on the platform that you're on and then you do kind of like a weekly roundup, whether it's on Facebook or your email or a blog, the point is, you know, people will know you're sharing about them because you're tagging them and they'll get link backs and stuff like that. Well, so it's like a way to that. build. Yeah, that's good or, you know, yeah. Uh, what other run moms are doing this week around the web and something like yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost like a, a weekly roundup and, you know, just share a little bit about why you love it or why you love whatever they're doing. You know, one of my favorite ladies, and I think I sent this example to Kelly when you were asking me about the book cover, but I, I sent you an image of the gal that did the photos with her newborn. Um, I'd have to look up her name, but basically she had her baby and, and she would like lay the baby on the floor and create all these props around the baby, you know, yeah. these really cool pictures. So that to me is an example of someone you would put in your roundup, you know, because it ties in directly to what you're talking about. Um, so building relationships that way where you're just sharing their information I, will be kind of a good start for right now. Yeah, and as and as you share their material, you know the hope is that they'll share about your account, you know, with their followers as well. And I just wrote down that I need to to research um, 
So like Twitter, for example, you can, and even Facebook, you can do this a little bit. You can kind of target, um, that sounds bad. <laughs> I can't think of another word, but basically target users, right? So if I'm going to create a Facebook ad for something, I can go in and target um, the ad to only go to people who follow Lisa Turkers. You see what I mean? Like in, like yeah. in Twitter, there's programs you can use um, to kind of find, like basically you search, say, Michael Hyatt, and you can follow his followers. So I need to look into Instagram and see if there's a way to do that, you know, where you can kind of, um, <coughs> hold on, <coughs> not only connect with these accounts, but also connect with the people that are already following those accounts. Because if they're following those accounts, then they should be interested in yours as well. So that's mm -hmm. something that I'll that I'll research. <coughs> okay. So let me. Okay. So we talked about influencers. We talked about project plan. Let me skip to the second call because I think it might get moved around just about just because of what you just said. Okay. So the second call I usually do has to do with the social media and reaching the right audience. Okay. Right. So like in y'all's scenario, what I'll probably do is I'll um, probably give you the project plan just so you can see it. And then we'll, we'll spend time working on the social media reach part that we're talking about right now. And then when your publisher sends you whatever it is they're going to send you about influencer lists, then we'll do the influencer piece. Does it make yeah. sense? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So having said all that, um, the third call um, is – very heavy in content curation for the, the campaign for the book. So by the time we get to that call, um, we would have worked on the influencer list. We've been making our asks and kind of have a good idea of what people will kind of join you in terms of, you know, interviewing you or having you guest post or letting all that kind of stuff. Um, and so this, that particular call is when we talk about um, in more detail kind of those themes from the book and how you all can start incorporating, sharing a little bit about the book leading up until the release date. So when I say content curation, it, it's, it's me kind of giving you a list of themes and ideas that I have as it relates to the manuscript and how you guys can incorporate it into each of your websites um, or into the live creative or both, depending on what you all decide to do. So okay. I, give you, I give you a list of ideas. We, we talk about it. We decide exactly what you all need to do um, so that then we can educate the, the uh, publisher on what you're going to be doing because this is your marketing, right? This is who you're going to reach out to and how you're going to write about it and how you're going to share about the book leading up to the release date. Um, the fourth call that I do has to do with ads. So Facebook, Twitter, um, Pinterest has viable pins now, you know, all that sort of thing. We'll talk about that and what you all want to do and incorporate into the campaign, okay? Um, the one thing I will say about ads is it is very – you can run a very low-cost ad campaign. Like, we could literally go into Facebook and for two weeks before the book release say, we only want to spend $60, and they manage it for you. So they'll set, we set it up. We have the ad running. And then we target very specifically who we want the ad to show up to, you. Um, and that's all Facebook shows it to you in a very 
narrow time frame based on the budget you give. So I always mm-hmm. say that because I think people are like, oh, my gosh, what if, I, what if they go way over? That's not how it works. You set the amount, and then it goes from there. So they don't go over whatever amount you've budgeted. They kind of filter out the ad um, in the frequency that ties into, you know, how much you wanted to spend on the ad overall. And, and you don't have to do those really, but I always educate all of my clients on it because there are some very unique um, things you can do with ads and there's some benefits to it. And in that call, we also talk about the sales page for the book itself, you know, what needs to be on there. Um, And we talk about um, sales funnels (laughs) and that also has to do with your email. So, that particular call is probably the one that all of my clients are like, yeah, can we just skip that? <laughs> right? Well, I'm, I'm uh, wondering some of that stuff we need now since we're, we're firming up what we're going to hire Allie to do. Well, well, okay, we'll, we'll get to Allie's message I mean, in a second. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, but when I'm talking about the ads and the sales pages and the funnels, um, okay. it's more about, like, what kind of content should go into there you know, and what resources you might need, you know. And so I, I feel like Allie in particular um, would definitely come into play in that arena because she would know, like, image-wise what the ads could look like, right? Um, and I would know what they could say because it kind of goes together. You know, you have to be very careful with what exactly you put on the ads, um, you have to be very specific about how much text is on an ad, that sort of thing. And um, the sales page definitely falls into her arena in terms of the creation and making it look all pretty. Um, but I would help you tell her what should be on that sell page, you know, the content and all that kind of stuff. Um, and the sales funnel honestly has to do with straight up email marketing. So what I mean by that is not your, like when you think about, when you communicate with your email list, a lot of times it's blog posts, right? Um, Which is kind of a soft marketing. It's just informing them on information they've asked for. If they sign up to receive your blog post, they're interested in reading about what you have to say. Um, The other form of email marketing that's most common in our author circles is like a newsletter, right? So maybe it's once a month or whatever, whatever your frequency may be. And that one, it's generally a little more depending on how you have it set up, it can be a little more VIP, like only the people on that email list get certain information, you know, outside of, you know, your blog and Facebook. Um, and it can also be where you do, tend to do most of the selling. Um, and so, for example, like leading up to the release date, you know, the six to eight weeks up to the release date, part of our content curation would be you all knowing, you know, how – again, what types of emails to send when and how often to send them and why you're sending them. Does that make sense? Like to, yeah. to guide your readers kind of on the journey. Um, and then a literal sales funnel is probably what you guys think of when you think of, like you're told you need a free offer, you know, in order for people to sign up your email list. Well, that's the beginning of a sales funnel, whatever your free offer is. Um, and then what I help you do is make them effective. <laughs> so right now what happens is a lot of people will give a free PDF, you know, for signing up for the email list, but then that's it. 
like there's no follow-up, there's no nothing. They're just on the email list and they get the blog post or they get the monthly newsletter. So a sales funnel would be something like, again, this depends on the, on the content of the, of the book itself, but you know, maybe we have a, a free chapter you know, as the free offer for a little while. Um, and then when, as soon as they download that free chapter, we have a message that pops up immediately that says, you know, you can purchase the book for, and, and again, this depends on your publisher, so don't like say, oh, I, we're going to do that. But we can say you can purchase the book immediately for whatever amount, and this is the offer you get, you know, the free offer, like a pre-order campaign. Um, and then a few days later, you can set up an email that says, hey, you downloaded our book last week. What did you think? You know, hit reply and let us know. You know, and then a couple of days later, you know, so it's just kind of a, and the frequency and what we say um, is a combination of, I will tell you the strategy behind it, and then we will work to get the wording right where you guys feel comfortable, right? Because that's the biggest piece. This whole conversation about ads and sales pages and funnels is is hard sometimes because it's the most like promotional part of everything right and everything else can kind of be integrated in a real non-intrusive manner you know and it's and it's always in your voice and all that kind of stuff but this particular call is the one where I'm kind of pushing you a little bit from a strategy perspective of that's all great and that's valuable, but if, if you'll consider these things, this, this is how it helps and this is why. Um, and my big thing with ads and all that is there's a way to do it where it's not like bugging the living daylights out of people, you know. So just to reiterate, um, I am very much a story-driven marketer. So anything that I ask you to do is going to be based on themes in the book that are meant to resonate with people to change their life, including ads and sales pages and funnels. Okay. 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 Any questions on that part? Uh, I don't have any. Nope. Okay. Um, so right around this time frame is when we start. Um, we'll, we're usually about eight to ten weeks out from the release date. And so we take a break from the consulting calls, and I'll tell you why in a second. And so about 8 to 10, sometimes 8 to 12 weeks before the book release date is when um, I start building the launch team, you know, the content and inviting people in and setting them up and kind of educating them, you know, on what we're going to be doing and when. Um, with my launch teams, um, what I do up front, how many, have you guys been on launch teams before outside of – I know you guys have. I just can't remember. And like, where you've been part of a team? Like, what's the book you were on? I was on um, Kristen Welch's Rhinestone Jesus launch team. Okay. Okay. Any others? Recently? Uh, I, yeah, I got everything for the Hope for the Weary Mom, and and uh, then also, who was it? Um, the Flash the Donkey. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the, the re well, the reason I ask is because launch teams can be run in about a million different ways. There's no, like, perfectly formulated way to run a launch team. Um, I will tell you how I run mine and why, okay? So I, outside of the ones I run, um, I actually join launch teams all the time as a bit of market research because I want to see, you know, what other people are doing and also kind of get a feel for how um, their launch team is responding. 
Um, one of the biggest challenges of launch teams is getting them to remain engaged during yeah. the whole whole process. Um, the other part is you often have a combination of people who are social media savvy and know what to do, and you often get people who aren't. You know, and I, I generally call them your like your readers. Like a lot of your readers may love to read books, but they don't necessarily understand why we would ask them to share a specific image with a specific hashtag. You know, mm-hmm. so so they just they just want to read the book and they don't necessarily have the social media, like understanding how that will impact and help the sales and stuff like that. And so a lot of launch teams are a mix, you know, of people that aren't social media savvy, people that are people that are authors or speakers who have done lunches and launches and who have not. So it's kind of, of a big conglomerate of people. And so a lot of times with the launches, you kind of have to, like, one of the things that my mother-in-law always told me about public school is she was a teacher. And she said what was so frustrating for her is that she always had to teach to the middle, right, because she was trying to elevate the people, the kids that, you know, didn't understand what was going on and kind of bring down the super intelligent kids down to kind of a median range. And that's kind of the same thing with the launch teams. You know, you have to give enough information where the people who don't have any clue what a social media campaign is can understand what to do. And then also, so the people that already know the drill don't get exhausted with a bunch of instructions and updates that they already know what to do. So it's kind of a fine balance, you know, of just giving them enough information where people will actually do what you're asking them without just giving up and walking away because it's too complicated, which is kind of the the non-social media people, or giving up and walking away because it's too much, too much, too much, too much, okay? So the way I handle my launch teams is I I will take the the team, whomever wants to participate, through the book, depending on how much time we have in, in advance of the release date, and I, I separate the book out into, like, sections. So sometimes we'll do, like, two chapters a week, right? Um, and so on the Monday, I'll say, okay, this week we want you to read the two chapters, you know, and here's some discussion questions. Please come back and answer the questions so that the author can come and interact with you. You know, just it's, it's almost like an online Bible study, right? So is it, is it a private Facebook page? Yeah, it's private. Mm-hmm. Just for the one thing. And it is it is a Facebook page, though? Yes, I do use Facebook pages. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay, so I give them questions, you know, based on a couple chapters. And then a couple days later, um, I usually have you guys, like, do, like, a little video, you know, just checking in to see how they're doing, to see if they had any questions about the chapters they read, to thank them for their time. Um, that's actually really, really important to me. I mean, I would rather you guys do the videos and nothing else <laughs> for the launch team if, if it's a time thing. But I feel like um, when they can see you face-to-face a little bit and hear your heart and hear how excited mm-hmm. and how grateful you are and that you're actually taking the time to, like, address them and not just ask them to do all the stuff and never show up, and it definitely helps them feel cared for, you know. Mm-hmm. And appreciated. Okay, so the questions, the video, and then towards the end of, like, Thursday-ish, I give them um, an assignment. You know, I say, okay, you read these chapters. Here's, you know, one or two images we'd love for you to share. Um, Here's a few tweets. Um, Or, you know, share whatever your heart is leading you to about those chapters. Just use our hashtag, 
right? So it covers the people that want instructions, but it also covers the people that want to use their own words. I can't tell you how many times I've been on launch teams where people get upset when we give them pre-made tweets, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, so I try to cover the bases and, and really – I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, I didn't say anything. I just – oh, okay. Sorry, I just took my kids up from school, so we were sort of getting in and out of the car. That's okay. So that's how I run the teams is I take them through the book. We follow that process. Integrated into your standard social media sharing, you know, I often have them sign up um, on the application to do kind of a blog tour or a blog hop. Um, and I give them themes they can write about or they can just write a book review. Um, but I make them pick dates up front. Or they can say N.A. if they don't have time to do it. Like, we don't make them do it. But the people that say yes, I have them pick a date so that they – so I can follow up on, with them individually yeah. and, you know, make sure they actually do it and give them whatever they need. Um, and that some of the assignments we do, like, have to do with, like, if you guys want to do a thunderclap, if you're familiar with that, you know, I set that up. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to do, like, an author chat, you know, on Twitter or Facebook – um, and I'll look into Instagram and see what that looks like on Instagram. Um, that's something that I would help you with. If we want to do giveaways on any of those platforms, you know, that's something that I would help you with. Um, and then towards the release date, um, depending on Amazon, really, <laughs> um, sometimes the Kindle version of a book becomes available um, like seven to ten days before the release date. And so I just check it every day for like 10 days. And as soon as it's live, we can start asking the team to leave reviews on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So, so how, many do, weeks out, how many weeks out before the launch of the book do we start leading them through the book? Do you start doing that? Well, it depends on how I separate the book, but it's usually about eight weeks. Oh, eight weeks? Mm-hmm give or take. Now, remember, we're trying to get them to share in an organic, natural way, right? So if we had a launch team and it was just like two or three weeks before the, before the date, okay? Yeah. It, basically, everybody's going to be sharing like at the exact same time. And so yeah. it, can t- it can tend to fatigue their audience, Okay. okay. Okay, so the reason well, the reason I do it spread out is number one, I'm, we're taking them for the book before we're really, really asking them to do much, right? We yes. want them to read the book. We want them to be engaged with it, and we want them to understand your heart and passion behind it. And they will be sharing. They will be sharing images and tweets and stuff like that, okay? Yes. The closer we get to the release date is when it gets a little more concentrated, Right. So within kind of the four weeks before release date is when the people that signed up for blog posts, their blog posts will start going in, right? If anybody is interviewing you, you know, we try to kind of have that happen in release month. Um, Amazon reviews, you know, the reason I want them to read the book and stay hang with us is because then it's really easy for them to write a review, right? Because they've actually, because they've actually read it, <laughs> you know, um, that sort of thing. And I give them a combination of items that we prepare and give them, you know, shareable images, tweets. Um, and also um, during um, kind of the four weeks around release date, um, you will have a plan of 
this is what you need to share, you know, on your newsletter or on your blog or on social media. And a yeah. lot of times, a lot of times I send the launch team, like some of their assignments are to go to your page and share that particular blog post from your author page or to go to Instagram and regram that image. So I give them like plenty of opportunities <laughs> to share in different ways. Um, and my philosophy is always to remind you, not everybody is going to do everything we ask them to do, but we don't need them to, right? We would rather have, you know, the people that love Instagram going crazy on Instagram. You know, the people that want to do the blog post, doing it really well. Um, the people that love Facebook or Twitter, whatever. The, the point is to get um, a blitz going on across platforms because while some of the people on your team may have carryover audiences, right, like they may have um, people that follow them on Facebook and Twitter, so they may see it twice. Or, you know, some of your um, – like if you have Brooke on there, you know, you guys may have readers that are the same. But it's okay, right? Because for the most part, we're trying to get as much information as we can out across a variety of platforms without the launch team getting exhausted and without them feeling like they're bombarding their audience with stuff, mm -hmm. right? Because honestly, they'll, they'll give up. They'll stop doing it after a few weeks if they feel like we're asking them to do too much, you know, in a short time frame. Um, okay, so that's kind of the, the launch team aspect of it. And then once that wraps, um, most launch teams last about really honestly like a few days after the release date. I mean, it's really hard to keep them going after in terms of sharing social media items about the book in particular. Um, so there's a few things we can do with the group. Um, number one, we can just close it down and say thank you. <laughs> um, or we can kind of transition the group into a community, like a free community. Um, and all that involves is changing like the image on the Facebook group and changing the description and changing the name. So like if you guys wanted to maintain a community, you know, of people that want to share, you know, about their life creative stuff, you could do that, you know, in that Facebook group setting. That's great. Okay. Right. Right. Um, and for me, what that looks like is once the launch is over, I actually, if you want to keep the group and the people in it, I go and delete like anything that had anything to do with the launch, you know, assignments. Um, so that new people coming in can just come into a place where, you know, it was established, commu the community parts left, <laughs> not the tweet this, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so we can discuss that later as to what you guys want to do with that when you decide. And then the last official call we do has to do with ongoing promotion. So once kind of all the craziness of the launch is over, you know, the, the specific release date, then we sit down and talk about what could you guys do over the next 12 months to promote the book on a continuous basis. Um, that particular call is very high level. It's really just a, I have a document that we use that we kind of brainstorm, you know, four or five different things, you know, for each month. And then you guys, you know, have to go and execute upon it. But it's just to give you ideas, you know, of how you can keep sharing the message. Um, the reason for this is I, I think sometimes, especially nowadays, like people tend to think in release date and pre-order campaigns. But some of the most amazing books, 
like as long as the author keeps promoting and finding ways to integrate that message into their overall ministry long term, they can still be doing really well five, 10, 15 years later. You know, I have um, a client that I just ended with who her first book, her very first book 20 years ago was a self-published book, which was actually kind of unheard of back then. Right. And to this day, and um, what we did is we created intensive workshops based off that book. So she doesn't, the book's out of print, <laughs> like, you know, because it, eventually it was published, published. And so she goes and prints her self-published copies because she finally has her, her rights back. And she takes 10 women at a time through the book in an intensive workshop. So those are things to just kind of think through, you know, it's going to feel like, oh my gosh, all this stuff is happening for release day. And that's fantastic. And that's needed. Um, But part of what I want to encourage us to talk to and think through is long term, what can you keep doing after it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So does that give you guys an idea of of the flow? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think okay. I understand all this, so and I know that we've we've run an hour on just our let's get to understand what we're gonna do call. I'm fine. Uh, I'm fine. But I I would like to know we want to firm up what package we're going to do with Allie. Um, okay. And so we we feel like our community is going to be a heavier on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want that to be a main focus for our social media building. And we also don't see ourselves as wanting to build a brand that we have to administer like a whole community on a new blog. So we were thinking of doing a one-page website which would allow us to have these mini mini posts from Instagram that can be highlighted there on the one page. We want that page to say very clearly, you're welcome here. This is a creative community of Christians. We would like you to buy the book, but we also want to give you, you know, we want to serve you here too. So that's what mm-hmm. the Instagram feed will be. So we feel mm-hmm. like in our call, in our conversations together, Kelly and I, and in our calls with um, Allie, we're starting to understand what this can look like on social media. So mm-hmm. we're getting ready to pay her to do that, but um, do we pay her for uh, graphics or is that already something we have paid you for and so you can contract out to her? I think that's one of our main questions right now. No, no, no. So that is something that you would negotiate with Allie directly. When I hire subcontractors, um, it's, it's, it's not part of my fee. So that would, if I were going to hire someone because you didn't have Allie, Okay. Um, then I that I would come to you and say, hey, you know, if your marketing department can't do any of this for you, which is the we'll what we'll talk about next, um, uh-huh. which I, which I think I don't know, I don't know if they will or not, but a lot of the publishers have marketing departments and interns that will create image material for you. You know, you just have to ask them to do it. Um, so if if they're not at a place where they will do it, or you're not comfortable with them doing it, you know, based on you know, what you've seen of that work in the past, then it is always within your option, you know, to hire out to a true graphic designer. Okay. Because we were looking yeah. at the breakdown of what we had paid for and, and you had had graphics listed there, but that didn't mean covering the cost of the graphics. Well, it meant more con- – and I'll go look at my proposal and make sure it's clear, but it meant more content curation. So what actually goes on – like the information we want to put on it 
but I don't actually design them. The yeah. Images okay. themselves. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And did you guys did you guys see my email about the difference between Allie and I? My my husband was laughing at it. He thought it was pretty funny. Where <laughs> basically I'm kind of the idea person in, yes. in that respect, but Allie is the one that actually makes it look like professional, you know, and and, yes. and something that uh, to be honest, I feel also with you guys, this is kind of the leaning towards Allie versus having your publisher do it. Um, what I love about Allie is she really gets the overall idea of a brand, not just a one-off project, right? And so, like, a lot of the publishers, when they do images, they're very brand-focused on branding the book, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that Allie will be a huge asset in that she's, she'll brand, you know, some of the book stuff, but it, it will definitely have more of the feel of what you're trying to represent as a whole, around the message of the book. So that's a, that's a good, good thing. In terms of her packages, um, I'm kind of thinking, hold on, let me read through this again. You don't need the big, gigantic website. Right, we were thinking the third. Yeah, yeah you, don't, you, don't, you don't need the number. I think that's number two. Hold on. Let me look at this again. The third one, is that what you said? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Email marketing, and then she would be able to in that package do the do a a landing page or a an, an, a page that will hold mm -hmm. everything that your launch team will need. So here are all the graphics they can pull from. Here's all this. Um, here's a place to come get more resources if you want it as you're writing okay. your your blog good. post. You would good, have like good. a page just for them. That's a hidden page at the back end of the site. Okay, hold on. I'm just reading reading all of this real quick. Okay, um, you said option three, brand identity, email marketing. Okay, so the way I'm reading this, and just correct me if I'm wrong, but on option three, she said under email marketing, will help you set up your email marketing system and list while incorporating the design for life creative brand. So are, is your intent to also have an email list just for that particular one-page site? I don't think that um, makes sense. I would but prefer you not to. Yeah, I'd prefer not to. We're trying to figure out how to let this feed into every, you know, all the other projects we do in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, we need to like we need to mainstream because um, I only have so much time, and I'm going to be like barely off the heels of launching my novel when we start working on this. And for me to be trying to manage both of them is just going to be way too much from different yeah. platforms. So. Yeah. So I'm trying to read through and coaching package. We'll offer a package of coaching. Google handout planning, marketing, community building. Um, coaching. She said, "I know you already have coaching with Lindsay about the whole the whole uh, marketing of the book, but this will be how to incorporate your personal branding, build your email list, and do all that stuff." But she said, "If okay. you want to take some of that out, we can back out some of the costs too." Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out where she and I would overlap, and because that would prob that was that should impact the the cost, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know so much that you. Let me, let me read through this again. Hold on. 
the email marketing piece under option three, um, if you guys don't want to manage that and you just want to incorporate mentions every once in a while into your current email list, then I don't think you need that third bullet point. Well, the thing is neither Kelly or I have our e an email for newsletter list set up. So we were thinking oh, that she would do it okay. for both of us individually and that we okay. would funnel that, that power uh, into okay. our marketing of this book. Okay, so but at the right, same time, I feel like I heard you say, Lindsay, that you would also be working on helping us do the email marketing. Um, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, okay. I can see why there's some confusion. Okay, so here's, here's the thing. Number one, from an email marketing perspective, neither one of you have an email list set up, right? Yes. I have okay. one set up. I just don't have many people on it. Okay, so currently um, – what do you have in place to attract people to that list? I'm giving away two ebooks. Ebooks, okay. When they sign up, that's all. Okay, and then you said you didn't have one. Okay. Yeah, I'm um, actually, Allie is doing my. Um, doing mine next week. I have a series that's starting to help with the launch of triggers, and I did ask. Um, Brooke, I said, because they're doing a huge campaign. For, you know, they've got a challenge mm -hmm. for buying triggers and free giveaways and all this kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. they are, they're doing a big marketing push so that they're capturing all those emails. So I sent what was for me a very ballsy message and said, as, as the author of the book, I would really like it if you could um, f phrase it in such a way that, that I get to own those emails as well. Um, so they're working on just going through the laws so that when they have a thousand people sign up for the challenge in two weeks, um, that I will have the ability to add those to my list. So Allie's working on that to make sure that's doable. So I'm hoping that in the course of the next couple of weeks, I'll have um, a good start to an email list. Okay, so the campaign you're talking about, what is that for? That's for the launch of triggers. Triggers. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I just want to make sure I understood what you were referring to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, there are definite areas where I think Allie and I might overlap a little bit, but um, let's see. I think from the setup perspective, like setting up the email program and making sure it's integrated into your website and that everything is working well, you know, sign-up forms and the list and all that, um, that's definitely something um, that would fall from like a technical perspective in Allie's range, right? Mm -hmm. When I say that I'm working on email marketing with you, it's to help you create the content for the campaign for the book and to make sure that we have ads and to make sure we have a sales funnel as it relates to the book itself. Okay. So mm -hmm. for this coaching piece where she's talking about Google Hangouts, marketing, community building, that is actually definitely something I cover with you all um, as it relates to the, to the book itself. Um, but the principles apply regardless of whether you're using them for a book or for just your, you know, community building in general, right? Um, cheat, cheat sheets that she has on here um, – I, I'm assuming she means like resources, like if you want to know how to run a Google Hangout, Hangout you know, like like a like a little cheat sheet on how to do that. That's all something I I do depending on what we are actually doing for your book campaign. So 
I don't, I don't know that you necessarily need the coaching package piece unless you want to. Um, but you said on here, let's see, we'll tailor it specifically on Instagram. Okay, so does she have um, experience marketing on Instagram? I actually don't know. I'm, I'm just asking. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know either. Okay. Yeah. Other than that, I really, I mean, I think the option three would work fine for you all. I just don't know that you need the coaching portion. Yeah, that was the, okay. that was the part we wanted to figure out too. She did leave, and I would suggest, uh, Cal- Kelly, that we both go back to our Voxer thread with her, and she mm-hmm. spoke for a few minutes about what that would entail and what's different about what she imagines, what, what Lindsay's doing and what we are doing, and then yeah. we'll... We'll go from yeah. there. Because even the other things on here, like the product launch essentials kit that she's listing out, um, all of that's fantastic. That's exactly what we would need her to create. Yeah. Um, but like in my scenario, um, I don't know if Allie means that she would find all that information. Does that make sense? Like she's talking about pre-order graphics and um, – Another series of graphics that feature quotes and sticky statements, you know, contest promotion graphics. Is she looking for you all to tell her what those are supposed to say? And if they are, that's what we work That's on. what you do. That's, right, that's, right. That is what you do. So right. I'm assuming that in some way we need to bring you into relationship with her on this project at that point. Yeah. You know, honestly, I'm just going to email her and set up a call. I actually need to call her for um, a, a project of mine. Okay. Um, so I'm, I might just call her and ask her, you know, just to clarify, because I really do think out of looking at this, I think the coaching package is definitely not necessarily needed. Um, I think anything that you need kind of a technical creation of something definitely needs to be included. So, okay. again, I, I can tell you all the content to put on all this stuff. She's the one that needs to take it and make it look amazing, you know, on your website you know, or mm-hmm. on your sketchbooks or on your marketing kit that you use to promote the book. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. well, you reach out to her and you tell us, I mean, we're going to let her know, let's go ahead and start creating our Pinterest board and yes. getting a feel yes. for yes. the imagery that we want on it. And this is the package that we'll do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when it comes down to getting ready for launch stuff, then mm-hmm. we'll bring you into the loop and say, okay, we want to have a graphic for each of the chapters with here's the sticky statement I chose for each of them and um, here are yeah. our five biggest platforms that we're doing guest posts. We'd like to give them a pinnable image with those. You know, or yes, I, yes, I'm yes. just guessing what you're going to yeah. say, but yeah, you know, yeah. you'll, you'll be the one communicating at that point. Yeah. Okay, and let me just ask you a, a kind of a off-the-book question. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know that both of you have worked with Ellie before, correct? Yes, mm-hmm. on projects. Yeah. Okay. Have you all discussed with her yet um, a firm timeline? <laughs> That's why we're working so hard to get this ahead okay. of time. Thank you. Thank we... you guys for laughing. You know exactly what I yeah. mean. And yeah. I adore That's, her. That's why I we're adore doing her. this. Okay. But it, it can often be a challenge with her workload. Okay. So um, I think um, – Starting sooner rather than later is going to be really key to avoid stress 
and, and yeah. even honestly some frustration, right? Yeah. I mean, we all yeah. know that we're all creative and we do all these many hats. And so it's nothing from a judgment perspective, but right. part of my, my job is to tell you, you know, we, we're going to have to be on top of her with her schedule to make sure that things are done by the deadlines um, because there's a lot of moving parts, right? And so we don't want to be, and, and it's not just Allie, just so you know, there's been other designers I've worked with. I, I think they're all, um, as from a designer motto, <laughs> they tend to oh be. Oh my goodness, I'm so glad. Last, that's you know what, what yeah. just sound. You yeah, know what's funny miserable. is, I, I actually chose not to go with Allie on the upside of my on the update of my website because I just mm-hmm. wanted it done quickly and I didn't want to be frustrated. And so yeah. I went with Dan King and it was the same thing. Like it dragged on for months and I was like <laughs> I almost know. in tears. I was like, Why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's really funny because um Allie and Dan actually this is the other person that I've had challenges with this last year. And I honestly don't think it's their heart. I think it's just a matter I mean, to be honest, you guys, it's why I'm so um um I, what am I trying to say? I'm so particular with how many clients I take. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I could take a whole lot more clients and I just don't because I know myself. I know that if I'm working with too many people, I'm going to go crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sometimes, you know, that creative aspect of the design world, because it's not just Dan and Allie, it's other people I've worked with too, where they're just, they're overcommitted. You know, it's not mm-hmm. a hard thing at all. Um, and, oh my gosh, design stuff takes forever. <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever tried to do it yourself? Every time I try no. to do anything, like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm in the middle of trying to like mess around with my website myself for the exact same reasons. I really don't want to wait, you know, three months to make like five edits. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure it out myself. And every time I do try to do something, I'm like, this is why you hire a designer because mm-hmm. <laughs> this stuff takes forever. But anyway, um, so all to say, you know, I just, I really, again, would encourage. This part, again, I'll message her and see if I can get her on and tell her it's specifically relating to this um, because we've, we've just got to give enough time so that, you know, we're not running into the launch period and we still don't have stuff we need, well, you know. We're trying to figure out when do we want the page up because she can just have a coming soon banner when it comes to the book. The page doesn't have to be the book. It can be just about, about building yeah. this life, creative home. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and then, so we've told her, that's like this spring. Mm-hmm. So there won't be anything. And then we'll need the graphics by X date, and we'll need the team page up by this date. So we'll need exactly. that information by from you, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and if that that's will all eight be, weeks before launch, then, then that will, we can that, just tell her that. Yeah, that will all be in the project plan, too, by the way. So those yeah. kind of things are on the project plan, and I just need to work backwards from the release date to kind of yeah. give you those dates. But yeah, it just really just staying on top of that is going to be key. Um, other than that, I think she's inc- her work is incredible. Like it's yeah. just amazing, which is why I always kind of dive back in, even though I know that there might be frustration. Um, but I have a project that um, we've working on for like a year. <laughs> now, part of it's not, not all of it's her fault. It's me changing my mind like 15 times. Um, but having said that, I just feel like um, just kind of having the deadlines in enough advance time and being very specific. Um, I think if we can be very specific with the package you purchase to, to really be narrowed down to just what you need, and will help that whole situation tremendously. If you throw in a bunch of coaching and all this other stuff, I think that's where it might kind of 
go off the cuff a little bit just from a time perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, and I, I might be able to alleviate this because I'm having, you know, her help me set up the, the newsletter stuff on mine so I can mm-hmm. funnel some of that cost in the package um, uh-huh. also into how about this component of it you just let's let's take that out of the left creative and you're doing that with me right now and we can even include that coaching because honestly I just need I need coaching from multiple people saying the same thing multiple times because I have I'm confused you know okay. well, well I mean I'm going to be getting I'm going to be getting some more help from you Lindsay with the with this with River. my novel launch coming right. ahead of time so I think right. I definitely think we could probably just take that off. I think by the time Life Creative comes around, we will have been sufficiently coached in that area. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what right. I'm saying. If if she's charging 150 for that coaching, and to get that all started, that email stuff, well, then maybe that's just what I'm paying her to do on mine right now, and we don't have to worry about that. And then by the time we hit Life Creative, we'll hit it running because you'll be in the know mm-hmm. and how to do it from rivers and all yeah. the through the process and, with triggers. Yeah, and d- j- just um, to kind of reiterate what you're saying, like once the first part is set up, it's really easy to replicate on your end. Okay. Right? So, like, if, if, <laughs> I if believe the email... You. No, no, well, it's easy for me to tell you how to do it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so, what are you guys using for email us? What program? I'm using you know? MailChimp. Okay. MailChimp. It's, and is that what's going to be set up for the new, or do you not know? I don't or, know. I mean, that's we're on the books for okay. doing it next week, so I don't know. Okay, but it's 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 probably Melchon, um, which I'm well familiar with. So you know, it's on. I'm just telling you, once it, the initial setup is done, it's really easy to add, you know, a new list or to combine lists, or which you may not know what okay. I'm talking about, but I'll tell you. And um, so it's real easy to set all that up. It's it's not difficult once the initial hassle of getting it set up and getting it connected on the website correctly is done. Okay. Okay. I trust you. All right. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And to, to be honest, remember too with me, you know, my goal um, with both of you is, is to try to teach you how to do as much of this as I can for future reference, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not really in the habit of just telling or doing it for you (laughs) Mm -hmm. unless I need to right but for the most part I really try to kind of guide you with what needs to happen tell you exactly what you need to do because you know as much as I adore you guys I don't want you to be tied to me for the rest of your life unless you want to right Mm -hmm. so part of what I try to do is educate you guys and equip you so that the next time your book launch comes around you know maybe you just need a call right like my my goal is really to kind of educate my authors to where they can do this themselves, you know. And part of the project I'm working on with Ellie that's taken me forever is I'm actually creating a like a a book launch process planner, right? Like a physical planner. But I'll get to that one day. So anyway, my my whole point is, you know, I try to teach you how to do as much of it as you can, um, to where, you know, whether it's me or someone else down the road, then you only need to hire out for what you actually need, not the whole entire process. Okay. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of, are there any templates that you want to send us at this point in the process? Well, I'm going to send you. Yeah, you had asked for uh, the spreadsheet. For the triggers, and I'll go ahead and send it to you both. Actually, 
<laughs> for um, I'll send it to you one for the triggers. No, wait, wait, wait. Let me rephrase that. I told you I would send it to you so that you could take names from the triggers people and compile them for the new book, yeah. right? Okay, that's what, that's what I said. I'm getting everybody mixed up, sorry. And then Kelly, um, I'll, I'll send you your own version um, for the River Book, and then we'll talk about that on our phone call. Um, okay. So ba- basically, um, for Kelly, you'll get two versions. You just need to make sure you're using the right one <laughs> when you're doing influencer stuff, so it's named and all that. So yeah, I'll send you um, just that spreadsheet for now. Um, and then... To be honest, I might just do, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and do the project plan too for both of you. And then that way you guys can see it. Um, and then when we talk next, we'll just dive straight into kind of the social media audience piece. And then we'll talk a little bit more about the influencer spreadsheet um, so that we can get started on that since that's the more urgent right yeah. now is building the list and reaching the right people. So having said that, um, are Mondays the best day for you guys to talk? It is. They are. Yeah. Did you both say I mean, that? I can, make other, I can make other days work if it's just okay. like during the baby's nap time because the other two mm-hmm. kids take care of themselves. I, yeah. I can make Monday work. And if it's significantly easier for you, Kelly, then I can make this work. So. Um, I yeah. have a homeschooler here, but he also has his tutor here in the morning. So I'm freed up to go in okay. another room and have these meetings. Okay. So Monday is actually – I actually don't usually do calls on Monday, but I'll do them for you guys because of the timing, right, because we're all trying to work off different time zones. <laughs> so okay. if, if, it's, if it's easier for you all, then we can do them on the Mondays because normally when I do the consulting calls, I do them all like after lunch and, you know, all that kind of jazz. Um, but Mondays I don't book anything except it's usually my writing day. So, okay. but it's fine. It's Thank fine. you. Um, uh, no, it's fine. I, I I do it on occasion. Um, let's see what day is today. Oh my word, January twenty fifth. Okay, so let's. Can you guys do? Um, hold on, Kelly, you're gonna get sick of me. We're gonna be talking all the time. <laughs> okay. Um, we could do February. Um, first or eighth, whatever is better for you guys. Um, I can do either one. I think that I might feel a little more comfortable with eighth. Um, okay. We're going on vacation, and I'll be getting in the night before the first and getting kids off to school, and I might be a little frazzled. Okay, um, so the eighth, the eighth is fine. Then again, okay. we might get I, yeah, and we're we're of course still wanting to have the release date and uh, and what it is they're asking for us from our next marketing questionnaire, right? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that do we want to have both of those pieces of of information before we meet again? We can definitely um, if we don't have it, we can still fill the time. Okay. With yeah, and really, I really think. We'll have it. I think we'll at least have the release date by then. Yeah. So the questions that I'll send, okay, so there's a couple things I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you an email that kind of explains the influencer spreadsheet and the project plan a little bit and what to do with it, right? And then um, I'll also add into that email um, just some questions you can ask the publisher whenever you speak to them, okay? And then in between now and the 8th, um, if you guys are working on this 
influencer list and have any questions, just email me and I'll respond. Um, and then hopefully by the time we talk on the 8th, we'll have had you know, this conversation, or you all would have had that conversation with your publisher and had some of those answers. Allie will be situated you know, so that we can know what we need to adjust on the project plan from a due date perspective. Um, but I'll basically, I'll basically give it to you without due dates right now, right? Because we don't necessarily know all that right now. But that way you can at least kind of get a general overview of what kind of material is on there. Okay. Will that work? Yeah. Yeah, that okay. works. Okay. So February 8th, um, same time, right? 11 Central? Yeah. That works for okay. me. Yes, please. Okay, perfect. And I will send that information to you guys um, this afternoon, or by this afternoon. Well, Great. thank you, Lindsay. Thank you for giving us so much of your time and letting us know what we can expect. I, I feel a huge weight lifted just knowing that we got we got a plan. So thank you. Yeah, awesome. I'm glad. Okay, well, let me know if you have any questions, and then, Kelly, I'll respond to your email about the call we're trying to set up. Okay. That's okay. good. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you. you have a great day. Uh, you too. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.